The following episode might contain content that you might not be comfortable listening to. This might range from swearing to references to self-harm and substance abuse. Please proceed with caution and don't hesitate to reach out for help if you need it. When it comes to your fears, what makes you want to run away the most? Is it worries about how it will go in the future? Or is it simply wondering if you can even do it in the moment? Hello, my name is Hazy, who killed Hazy, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Only Rainy Days podcast. I think we're at, I think it's episode 24 right now, which is really weird because I swear I just wrote the number down just a couple seconds ago or a couple minutes ago, but I've already seen it forgotten. Nonetheless, um, hello, and I hope your day, night, evening, dusk, whatever time it is, hope it's going well for you nonetheless, wherever you might be whenever you hear this um i guess somewhat as an advisory or a potential advisory i think this episode might get a little bit more what i would call quote-unquote darker or more me talking about things that i'm bothered by as opposed to i guess trying to guide i think i got some stuff i need to get off my chest but nonetheless i think i'm gonna do more of a constructive approach towards how i feel in my issues as opposed to kind of just talking about something and then just leaving it there but once again i think i'm on a roll outside of recording this relatively late so you know all apologies to my friend who's gonna have to come back to this at some point or come back to this soon i actually planned some things out because i've been feeling a type of way for the last amount of time and I think tonight has been the best night for me mentally to finally, I guess, address it in a way where I actually want to tackle it. I spent some time earlier today, or I guess earlier yesterday, the 9th of October, I realized that time has been passing me by in a way that has been quite unexpected for me, quite honestly. Um, as I talked about in the last episode, episode 23, Poison in My Veins, um, before the episode came out, or I guess before I, before I even recorded it, I was scheduled to go on a flight into Toronto. And I know I talked about it because I wrote something that I only titled 4AM in Toronto because I couldn't think of a better name for it. But before I went on the trip, which was mid-September, I felt like I was somewhat on a roll. It felt like a lot of things in my life felt cohesive, as if things really made sense. And whether it was because I was trying to knock things out because I knew that there would be a definitive period where I'd be unable to work or the fact that, you know, I actually felt confident when I was doing one, two, I really I felt I felt on top of the world when or before I decided to leave the country, before I decided to go on a trip to try to ease my mind, I was getting a lot of my work done. Um, A good portion of my life was going well. I was eating, I was sleeping, I was working diligently, and there was, I guess, relatively minimal drug usage during it. I mean, I was still drinking, and drinking still stands to be my biggest issue in life. But regardless... I felt like I was in a good place. I came back from the trip and I came back from the trip with like a week or two of work 
completed in advance and I was super happy about it because I meant I had five days where I was able to relax, experience a lot of nice things. Big shout out to my friend for finding me, taking care of me, everything. It was such a fucking blast. But I came back like excited, you know, four or five days removed from work and removed from personal hobbies and things I want that I usually do either either out of quote unquote obligation or because I didn't know what to do, you know. Some of the days outside the country in Canada where I didn't know what to do, I was able to just sit there and lay on a lay on the bed, lay on a chair, lay on a couch basically and just relax. I didn't have to think. My biggest thought was if I'm not about to say anything or I don't want to speak, what YouTube video are we watching or what do I want to watch or you know, something like that. I was allowed to remove myself from the stressors that I feel on a daily basis. And I came back believing that, okay, you know, I was able to remove myself from it. Now I'm able to step in, step back into my problems and have a different outlook on life, have the comfortability that I was able to breathe and then start to get into it. And what I didn't realize up until um, earlier on Monday, I I don't want to say it necessarily, but I, I guess the best way to put it is that was very far from the truth. And I would only call it further from the truth because I had a very large epiphany today, an epiphany that kind of. I don't want to say shift or make, but I guess is quite honestly the reason why today or tonight's episode is focused on the topics that it is focused on, which is I've been running away from everything. I've been running away from every single aspect of my life, which is both unexpected and disappointing, quite honestly because I came back from Canada with what I would call such a fresh mind. I remember working the first couple of days super dil- diligently, excuse me, on projects. And then I'm kind of realizing now that so much time has elapsed since I've gotten back from Canada and I don't even know what's been happening to be honest. So again for context, right now as the date of recording it's 4 a.m on the 10th of october so about 12 hours ago maybe a little bit more than that i remember sitting so the 9th of october i'm sitting in my bathroom and i'm trying to just think about time because i decided to just use, use a bathroom take a break from working for a second one because i needed to quite honestly but two my mind was caving in on itself and it's been doing that for the last Uh, I guess technically the last week or two, I've been getting stuck in these very immersive, very big intrusive thought bubbles, I guess is the best way to put it. I would think to the point where I realized that 30 minutes has passed while I'm on the clock working and I wasn't aware that 30 minutes has passed. I didn't work. There was an open query in front of me and I was just thinking, thinking about a lot of things, thinking about a lot about life. So I decided to take a moment. 
just run off. Oh, it's just, you know, go use the bathroom. So I have a moment to myself to just kind of think because that's like a it's a nice little box for me. It feels as if no one can really hear what's going on, even if, you know, my headphones are loud enough where they can. It doesn't matter to me anymore. So I went to the bathroom, started to think and I started thinking I started thinking about the trip and I was like, you know, I'm still giddy about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, super fun. I loved every single part of it. But then I kind of realized that the trip wasn't two weeks ago. I don't know how I even got to that conclusion, but I realized somewhere while just sitting there that I got back on like the 17th, the 18th of September. And at the time I'm thinking it was October 9th. Like three weeks have passed. Three, three and a half weeks has passed basically. More time than what I thought happened. So I had to like start to retrace my steps and retrace key events. Key events that I will eventually start to go through during this next 40 minutes of me just kind of letting shit out basically. But I had to take a moment to myself. I was just sitting there with my phone open on calendars, just trying to understand like, well, fuck, like if it hasn't actually been only two weeks since I've gotten back from um, Canada, where the fuck did the time go? Because it didn't make sense to me. I only thought I thought two weeks has passed or more. So we like we just hit two weeks. We're coming up on two weeks. I didn't realize that there was like a whole extra week involved because in my head I spent the last I spent all the time after getting back from Canada not doing anything completely forgot about the period of time where I was working completely forgot the period of time where I was you know spending time with someone every single day and while I was spending time with my friends any streams or anything I was doing during that time one week of my life felt as if it was completely deleted on the other hand, the other two weeks up until that point felt so unbelievably short that I started to really stress and um, chastise. I think that's the right word. Chastise myself, berate myself because I felt as if I wasted two weeks of time because I couldn't remember anything of significance towards what I kind of want my future to look like or things I want to just accomplish in general. All of it didn't make sense. Hell, I had a moment in that bathroom where I thought I was actually a week late on the podcast because I didn't realize that I prepared so much in advance. I complete, I am very deluded from the idea of time that a lot of people you know really rely on or not even just rely on people really stand by and it didn't make sense and to be honest it hasn't made sense for a while but it feels like everything's really out of whack because i think about my day or like let's just break this down for a moment all right let's just back up so i'm thinking about how my day has been going in the last two technically three weeks but let's just focus on the actual last two weeks because that seems to be the time period I remember the the most, the best. I would wake up at like 10.30 or something like that. No alarm, no nothing, just can't sleep. I would wake up, 
spend like 30 minutes, an hour in bed, get up. I would work for five. I would work my hours, work my five hours. So right there, 1030 to 5 p.m. is gone between waking up and working. And then after I would after I would finish being on the clock working, I would work out, shower. Next, thing you know, it's like 637. I'm confused because if it's 630, let's just say 7 p.m., I have about four hours to do what I want to do. Sometimes less than that if I have to handle things around the house. Like, you know, or just like cleaning up. That's really what it is. Just I like I clean my kitchen. So sometimes it's even less of that to do what I want to do. And then either my midnight past is always seems to be covered by I'm doing something with someone or I'm streaming. So like the time just felt like so condensed and more than usual because I've been spending more time alone than anything. To be honest, I spent before the trip, I used to. I didn't really have a moment alone necessarily, or I'd have less time alone before I would say I want to start streaming or at least by midnight. Now I have more time than ever to myself necessarily, but it's as if I can't make it work. The time would just disappear, disappear, disappear. I could be up for 16, 18. Hell, if I didn't take a nap earlier today, I would have been up for 20 hours today. And the only thing I would be able to tell you was I worked for five hours and I streamed for four. The other 11 hours in that day is completely lost in which, quite honestly, now I think about it. That's exactly how I feel right now, because if I didn't take my nap, I've been up. I would have been up for 19 hours at this point, and I can only recall nine of those nine of those hours. Ten hours if you include my workout. If it wasn't for that, the other nine hours are completely lost to time to me. And it doesn't. I feel like that's like something I've been struggling with a lot. And it's, that's been a problem for a while. But I think I've been dealing with it more so than lately is that I'm starting to not understand where time is fully going. I guess I'm, I'm not scheduling my days properly enough. So things just kind of happen when they happen. So things just kind of fall through my fingers. And then because I don't know where the time's going and I'm trying to figure out, well, fuck, what did I do from 8 to 9 p.m.? I start to I start to heavily dissociate, I guess is the best way to put it. I start to not understand many parts of life. I start to get very confused because I start to I, you know, I talk to my friends and people that I know and they'll mention what they can do in an hour then I think about what I can do in an hour and I start to feel like so lesser than myself to the point where, you know, it turns into actual self-doubt and self-hatred. It's not even just a, oh, this person's really optimized about their hour. It's it, it goes from they know what they're doing when they decide to set an hour of time to get shit done to, uh, you know. That's the worst way it is. The worst, the worst way to put it. But that's you know kind of what I hear in my head. It's just like uh, you're nothing. You'll never be nothing, and you don't do anything right. Type of feel. That's like what I hear in my head. And then I hear it so loud that I start to just lose more time. Now, the work that was supposed to take me 15 minutes takes me an hour because I have to spend 
three minutes every other minute sitting there trying to console myself telling myself that it will be okay it's been hard to um focus i guess and that's i realized that that's kind of what happened the first week i came back from canada was still being super disillusioned with time and feeling like i couldn't focus because my head was getting the best of me so that's like the start of it so i wanted to figure out okay what can i do about that type of thing or what can i do quickly because to be honest as much as i am doing it i don't really i don't recommend this as the way to move through life and the fact that i'm doing it right now and saying this still i hope is understood as a sentiment that i don't really stand behind this as a logical form of thinking but to deal with it in this like random offshoot idea i had was okay i've been super stressed though super stressed and i know from history because i have a, i have a history of drug usage that i can work while i'm high as long as it's the right type of high so i decided to go to a store and you know i just started buying more shit to smoke started buying more shit to smoke and it worked a little bit you know if i have something i want to get done as long as i can tell myself to do it it fucking it goes it goes smoothly my workouts have been going wonderfully when i'm done with my workouts any work i want to do has gone wonderfully like it is providing results for me based off what i understood and what i got myself again would not recommend it to anyone because i believe sobriety is legitimately the correct road to go down as much as i have my issues as much as i make the wrong decisions and i make the wrong decisions while trying to talk about the right decisions i believe it wholeheartedly if you can live a life without substances of any sort that is the best way you can go but um i've been you know i've been smoking for the last two weeks and then you know i'm still drinking on top of it so i kind of realized that i think i'm i think i've managed to put myself in a daze of some sort in the midst of trying to figure out how to make my make my time work because the time was working in the beginning i was able to just you know mellow my brain out enough where i was able to work and then i would work 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 and then i would drink to chill and then i'll be fine even though again drinking to chill is not a good thing by any means that's kind of what i was doing but i realized now that at least in the last week for sure it kind of turned from uh how do i put this it turned from a okay this is for you to work and then this is for you to relax to uh you're about to just do whatever the fuck you want to do and whatever happens kind of happens because it's a it's it's a bender of a sort i don't know if this is the correct way whether it be colloquially or contextually whatever but in my head right now there's a difference between binging and bending and if you know the terms you know the terms but basically um i work my way backwards here bending to be on a bender means that you are like 
perpetually on something. That's what people call benders. So, you know, if you make the bad decision of going to visit some friends and then, you know, you drink on you drink until the night and the moment you wake up, you're drinking again and you do that for a bit. That's called a bender. On the other hand, and this is more recognized, more documented, binging or being what I am, a binge drinker, is the habit of essentially going and going and going until you can't, until you literally can't anymore. And that's my thing. I'm a, I am a binge drinker. I am a binge drinker alcoholic, which means that usually I will literally drink all night until I cannot sit up anymore. And sometimes I'll still go further than that. I recall making precautions before where I, to this day, I still do it. Actually, I forbid myself to drink before a certain time because I know that the moment the quote unquote high comes down for me, I'm going to want to go again. And then I will just keep repeating it. It doesn't matter how long it's been. I've finished bottles meant to last one person weeks to last a family a couple days at the very least in once in basically two sittings like if you know what 1.5 liters of 40 percent alcohol feels and tastes like i i have finished that on several occasions or many occasions within two three days two three sittings because that was back when i didn't have I didn't have limits necessarily. I didn't care enough to establish limits for myself. I would just start, I would get off work and I would say, oh, sweet, I'm off work. And then I would just start drinking. And next thing you know, I'm drinking for 13 hours, basically 12, 13 hours. Every time the, every time I didn't feel drunk, I would just pour more and more, just keep going and going. That's not necessarily healthy by any means in fact it's quite unhealthy to be honest but even if it's not drinking it's not like i'm doing much better because now i'm in a state where i'm high for 13 hours and then just drunk for only four five six of those hours it's not like it's getting better and i think i think the substance abuse or substance usage i don't it's abuse i don't think substance abuse is really necessarily you know helping my mental state by any means because now i'm like reinforcing this idea of your problems or what you're dealing with if you want to actually deal with it you have to condense it into the into these hours because once you're done with these hours you're gonna run off and do whatever the hell you want to do and have fun and run away from your issues as much as you can that's all you really care about you want to just sit there and run, 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 get high, get drunk, get cross, do whatever to the point where your brain is more focused on, I don't know, trying to f- trying to count the pixels on your monitor as opposed to realizing that you're hurting the people around you that you love and care about. You know, gets to that point. And it, it, it affects all parts of life because not only am I getting to a point where I'm on. I'm unable to work properly and work in the way I want to work on personal projects. Excuse me. I can't work on personal projects because now my brain is just so used. My brain is starting to get used to this being a tool to relax too often. 
and I can't work on the clock because now I that's all the time my brain feels as if it has the leeway to start thinking about things that need to be thought about. In the last week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever time it's been, Lord forbid I know because I don't. You know, I've been sitting there and I realize. I said earlier, I would spend 20, 30 minutes at a time completely frozen, just thinking about life and thinking about the things that I'm running away from and doing and have done and how do I feel and what's my fears for the future and what's my thoughts for the future and is it okay? Will it get better? What's the odds of getting of it being better? You know, I don't I don't want to hide that the idea about the fact that I'm still pretty fearful of the future. In fact, right now, I'm probably more fear, fearful about my future than I've been in quite a while. I feel like some of the time I've been spending lately is ill gotten or it's I don't think that's the right word, but I haven't been spending my time. Well, I think I'm pretty afraid of that idea and I don't know where it comes from I think I'm expecting or I'm wanting results that are quite unfeasible to see at this moment without a miracle or I don't know what it is but I sit here and I think about where my time goes or even if it's not about the time just overall what have I output and then what have I output and what have I gotten from it and I just always feel this terrible feeling that I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time. I'm racing resources put into me. I'm just, I have a terrible feeling that I'm just like kind of being a burden on to a lot of people around me. And that feeling has been quite intensified lately. And as a result, I'm starting to really lose the confidence that I have to want to pursue anything. In fact, I kind of gave up on something already. I'm trying to figure out what more I can do. What else can I get myself interested in? Can I rekindle that flame? Like, what can I do? Because I don't want, I don't want to lose something that I was passionate about. But at the same time, it's just. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it and something in my brain is telling me that I'm, it's not even worth pursuing it. Something in my brain is telling me that what I've already done is something that I felt confident in already isn't enough for me anymore. And the switch happens fast. I spent, you know, spent hours on some of these things hours like deliberation asking going on my comfort zone asking people in the preliminary stages like oh you know what's your thoughts on this and what do you think i can do better here and researching things and researching people in similar fields people i look up to i've done a lot for this type of vision and now i just look back on it or i look at what i've done already i look at what i need to do for it and I feel this overwhelming feeling of disgust when I look at it and when I think about it. And all I think about is, I. Right, but what if I just did it a different way at the very least? Or 
you know, especially today, I've had a lot of feelings of what if I just gave it up? You know, what if I just decided that it's not even worth chasing anymore? It doesn't matter. You know, I did something for it. I put I put some work in, saw some things, you know, quickly and unfortunately it came to demise. I'm not even interested anymore. But hey, I did it at the very least. That does that's more than what most people can say. And I can just turn my focus to something else. And I'm really not trying to get stuck within that loop. And it's really hard right now. It's really hard for me right now to not get stuck in that and i mean it's a self-inflicted wound of a sort to be honest um i haven't done enough personally to really reinforce within the people around me that i'm really wanting of what i'm pursuing to the point where they're willing to comfort me more than what however they comfort me right now because i can bring it up to them and they'll say like you know they'll say nice things and whether it's because they wanted to say nice things to them to dismiss it whatever it is i don't know but i don't know i feel like at times i really want to just let loose you know i don't i'm able to speak basically about what i want in life but i haven't done anything to actually have someone or like people to really like i guess geek out with to bounce ideas with i don't or at the very least i don't feel comfortable enough rather it's because of what people around me have done or that's just my own head quite honestly i think it's more of my head but I'm in a position where I don't feel comfortable enough to really talk about the things that I've I'm really passionate about with anyone in my life. I could think of some people that I could speak with more than others, but at the end of the day, whenever I start to really open my mouth about something I really want to do, I have this overwhelming feeling that the only thing that matters is if I have results from it or not. It's like I want, quote unquote, results, numbers, anything that someone else will respect. That way I feel comfortable enough, I guess, not even bragging or boasting, but just talking about it. Because otherwise, it just, at times, at the very least, it feels like a waste of my time and their time to to really go into it. So when someone asks about that type of thing, I just say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm working on something. And then the more they ask about it, the least I try to say because I just end up downplaying it because I don't. Yeah, I guess that's really what this is about to be about, because that's I'm afraid of failure. I am. I don't want to say insanely insane, uh, insanely afraid of failure. I don't think insanely is the right adjective necessarily as much as I am petrified by it, but. I'm afraid of failure and I'm afraid of disappointing people. So I think throughout my life and especially during this type of moment, I try to push down my eagerness and my ideas simply because I don't want 
it to be yet another situation where I talked about something and then immediately decided to leave it, which is a whole bigger issue, which actually I do want to focus on more so tonight than anything else. But I feel like I've just done that a good amount of times in my life. Uh, I've, I've done that a lot. I would talk a lot of shit, a lot of shit about, oh, I want this and this and that. You know, this is what I want to go for. And this is what I'm about to be. And this is what I'm going to do. And then the moment I slowly start to lock into gear, you know, it all just falls apart, basically. And I just like lose my motivation. It's as if I can't convince myself that I want something I truly talked about. And some things were, you know, naive in nature, to be completely honest. Like the first thing that comes to mind when I think about running away and giving up from something I felt so passionate about at some point was um, computer science or um, computer programming, I guess is a better way to put it. Talked a lot of shit about it. Don't know why. I talked about it in freshman year of high school. I didn't have any experience. But I was like super confident about it. And it's funny too. Because this is a joke about how I haven't really grown too much since high school. And I guess because my dad probably bought me a big ass shirt. But I remember freshman year of high school. I talked about wanting to go to MIT. um, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And I talked about it so much that he randomly bought me a t-shirt uh that like boasts the school name and logo on it i still have it i wear it from time to time as like a house lounging shirt it was like a workout shirt have it fucking what seven years later i gave up on computer science in sophomore year of high school it took a year gave up on that after i gave up on that i talked about art from like middle late sophomore year and i talked about art for a while let's not get it twisted i did not bring up art and it it, art is on a different level than computer science because that one was just a weird naivety because um my older brother was really big into computer science and he would talk to me a, a lot about it so it was like the only thing i could think about in my mind it was just like oh you know if i was to go to school for anything i go for computer science and i was just gonna do that art was something that really resonated with me always been uh i don't want to say always been artistic or anything like that you know i'm not the kid that had a sketchbook filled out by the age of eight necessarily but you know always doodling on papers apparently i was doodling on walls as a kid doodling in books love reading books i would to make up for the lack of friends i had growing up i remember having an insane amount of fantasies in my head i used to dream lucid on top of it and i would just fulfill a lot of thoughts and things i wanted to do in my head i've always in the right conditions i've always felt as if i had a creative mind and sophomore year senior sophomore year junior year when I was trying to truly recover, when I was truly going through and trying to recover through my, um, one of my worst periods of time for mental health, I remember going into art a lot and I was drawing a lot and sketching a lot. And I talked about it frequently. I was just like, oh, I want to draw, I want to draw, I want to draw. 
my first drawing tablet came from my mom because I remember when I was, you know, at my wit's end trying to figure out anything, I actually confided in her for once and told her that I was interested in art. And she put up like $50 real fast to buy me a nice, um, I don't remember the brand. I don't want to say Huion because I think that's the brand of my current drawing tablet. But I remember she bought me this like $50, $60 um, non-display drawing tablet. And I spent so much time with it and I loved it. I made a bunch, I made a bunch of work on it and I made work on it. I made work on the drawing tablet. I was doing drawings and sketches. I signed up for a comic class in the winter. I was doing paintings, art classes. I was like deeply infatuated with art for like two, two and a half years to the point where before I even got my display drawing tablet that I have now, I made a portfolio that got me accepted into the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. And I got accepted a year after high school because I took a gap year. During that gap year, I still stood 10 toes down on the fact that I wanted to pursue art. And when I got accepted, I felt I felt a feeling of happiness that I have not felt often in life. I felt accomplished. I felt as if I was truly chasing something that I really wanted in life. But as history is, unless something else, something, unless something big truly happens, because this is the biggest issue in life for me, and I don't know what's going to break it for me, but I need to figure out anything, anything in life that is going to break this cycle for me. But my biggest issue, and, and this goes throughout academics and other portions of my life, when I get too invested into something, I tend to break away from it very hardly. I start to gain a uncontrollable amount of intrusive thoughts, self-paranoia. I start to feel as if I am nothing. I was nothing. I will never be anything. And it will consume me up until I give up on every single thing about life that I previously enjoyed. And this has happened to me so many times in life because I got accepted into that into that school and I worked for that school for three four years just kept in touch with my old art teacher my, yeah, my old art teacher in high school just so I could have her as a recommendation because she has a history in art everything went well I got accepted into that school and I did a lot of wrong things for this to happen as well I didn't keep my grades up in high school and I wish I did I didn't keep them to the point where I couldn't even apply for most scholarships because you need at least a 2.5 GPA. I had a 2.3. On top of that, I still didn't apply for scholarships early enough. Didn't apply to enough of them. But nonetheless, my parents put faith into my ideals and put me into that school and or helped me get into that school, pay for it. And I got in and... I was doing the schoolwork, but I still wasn't doing enough. You know, the passion, the way I talk about it, even now, resonates more passionate when I actually started to get attuned to the work schedule of being within that school. And I don't know why, because if I could do anything different in my life right now, if I had to think about anything, I wish I tried more when I was still in college. I wish I tried more. I wish I 
devoted the time and the passion that I feel as if I could have devoted. I wish I did more. Go for scholarships, make connections, talk to new people, challenge myself artistically in terms of concept and execution. I wish I did so much more. But instead, over the course of one semester, so about five months, it went okay, a little bit downhill. And then Christmas break came along after the first semester. And in that, I remember for Christmas break of, ooh, when is that? 2020, 2021, late 20, yeah, Christmas of 2021, basically. I went upstate, I went up the country a little bit to go see um, my grandpa for Christmas. And I ended up having like a solo room, surprisingly. In the seven days that I spent in my uh, grandpa's house, just thinking about the next semester, I managed to reverse four years of confidence, four years of confidence, four years of building all the drawings and sketches and concepts and even poems and writings and hell, even scripts I've written about artworks I've half completed. I want to complete, you know, fine tuning my artistic vision and trying to define myself as a person outside of just what I do, but the medium that I wanted to create art in, the things I wanted to express, who I am as a person. I've reversed four years of progress within one week because my brain tells me to run away from everything that I love. And it was an insane period of time for me because um, funny enough, as a quick side note, that's also when I got introduced to Jack. Um, I'm a really big Jack Daniels fan. And that's when I started drinking Jack as well. I don't think I was drunk for most of that trip, but I just remember spending every day just if I had to work that day, I would work. And then I was just stuck in my head, just worrying if I was ever enough, if I could ever do what I wanted to do. And it got to the point where I think I still, I made a logical decision based on my illogical fears because I told myself I had, I I spent one week, 10 days, whatever, destroying four years of work. Afterwards, I talked about it with some friends. I talked about some more of myself when I was in a different, slightly better mental state. And I kind of realized that I did so much damage to my self-esteem, did so much damage to who I am and wanted to be that if I couldn't build it up before the next semester started or within a month of the semester starting, I need to leave because I was paying too much to go to that school with reduced credits and without residency and in-state tuition. I was it was thirteen thousand dollars a semester, twenty six thousand dollars a year. I took a risk to get to that school and I wasn't doing enough to fulfill it. On top of it, I was starting to have fears on if it would ever work out. It was a pretty bad decision at that point. So I it was it's I still believe it's a logical decision based on my illogical fears because I couldn't even start to reason the idea on why I should even bother staying there, wasting my money, my parents' money, my credit score, their credit score, 
if I couldn't even tell myself that, you know, I want to pick up a drawing tablet and draw for two hours a day. If I couldn't even do that, then why am I spending, why is $13,000 being extracted every six months? It didn't make sense. I left. I ran. I ran away from my, my, uh, I ran away from my passion, quite honestly, because right now as a recording, once again, it's October 10th. It's been, fuck man, what? It's been two years and eight months. No excuse me, one year in eight months, so 20 months since I left college, since I decided to resign, I got, you know, heartbreaking emails from my teachers, some of my professors from college that was like, you know, I hate to see you leave because, you know, I bonded with a lot of my teachers, they saw work of mine, some of my teachers, believe, I believe, went above and beyond to help me with some of the things, like, you know, they felt like they believed in me, and I don't know, I think in the last 20 months, there's any regret that I have in life, even though I understand where I was mentally, I really wish I didn't give up. I really wish I didn't run away from school. And that sentiment is just echoed and echoed and echoed and echoed over and over and over and over again throughout my life and it doesn't fucking help about the fact that i don't understand that this is a common theme or that I, you know i'm right in it until the situation has passed way beyond repair necessarily i always just end up running away from everything it doesn't matter how much i talk about it in the moment it doesn't matter how much i talk about it when the situation passed it's there is some inherent issue with me just chasing what i tell myself i want to chase both initially and afterwards but somewhere when i'm right in the middle of it my mind just goes to shit and i start to do all of the worst things i could possibly do and all the aftermath is, is the fact that I have ruined everything I was doing for myself and pushed away the people I love. And there's no good way to truly recover from that outside of just admitting the fall and trying to do your best to make sure it never happens again, which is something I've been trying to do over and over and over again. Because this sentiment of running away isn't just related to academics that was the best example i have but you know that's just that's something i've just dealt with throughout my entire life i always just seem to run away from my issues downplay them run away you know oh it doesn't matter and it's like always been my go-to it's either it doesn't matter or it will be resolved without my input so I always feel like a secondary character within my own life, I guess is the best way to put it. But I just run away from everything. Friends get too close. Well, a lot of friends, I fucking, I would just stop responding until they stop, you know, hitting me up. And all of a sudden, now I seem to have lost a friend. Hell, my first, the first person I have ever dated in life, I met him about a year after i graduated or <laughs> fuck not graduated clearly not i met him a year after i dropped out of college i broke up with him 
because I ran away, quite honestly. I ran away. A lot of shit started to happen in my life. And the first thing that came to mind wasn't to go to, you know, the person that was there for me all the time, the person that would blow up my phone because he wanted to talk to me, the person who I felt as if I could rely on more than anyone else in my life. No, my initial response to being crushed to the core was to tell that person to get the hell away from me because I am a ticking time bomb and I am afraid of what I'm going to do to people when I'm really stressed. And that is a true sentiment I have. I push people. If I'm not running, I'm pushing because I really am afraid of what I do to the people I love when things go wrong. I think there's enough evidence clearly that I actually don't do too much. Maybe I'm just a little absent. So, so you know, if absence is my biggest issue, then I could just say I need time. And that's something I can do with friends and someone in a relationship. But my brain just, my brain just disconnected. My brain just disconnects when I get super stressed and I'm trying to figure out really how to deal with it because it's as much as, you know, I feel the comfort of being alone, quote unquote, and oh, you know, my time is my time and I have the freedom to do as I please with life. I think the greatest pain I've been feeling in life lately and just kind of in general is the fact that my time truly is only my time. I'm not really good with letting people in. I kind of just, I just, yeah, I just, I just decided I should just get away from all of it because I don't know what to do and my brain will just my brain will just flip-flop depending on nothing actually won't even it will just it will flip a a weighted coin that lands on the bad side first every time and then i have to go back and make sure that i fixed up the problems like as an example i was thinking about this earlier um so what if i didn't take my nap today it's 5 a.m. at this point. I've been up for 20 hours if I didn't take a two-hour nap earlier. Throughout these 20 hours I've been awake, I have talked to my brother one time. I have talked to my father one time. I have talked to my mother twice. I talked to my friends for one hour. When my mother, my father, and my brother all talked to me, I felt pissed off. I felt pissed off and annoyed. And it doesn't make sense because I do love them. I do love them throughout all of the issues as families seem to go through, even though a lot of them probably could have been avoided. They're still my family, and I still love them. I love my brother. I love my mother. I love my father. And I don't want to break any of that without reason beyond how I'm feeling right now. But every time I heard, every time they came into my room to talk to me, the only thing I could think of was, why are you talking to me? Leave me alone. And the moment they left, I felt a, that's not nice. That's not a good feeling because I do enjoy talking to them. I do, and that's the only time I have to actually know what's going on in their life and vice versa. So it's like, 
I pushed them away just so the moment they're away, I wanted to pull them back. And that's my biggest issue. I talk and pull. I talk and pull. I talk and pull a lot. I pushed away art the moment it was so far away. I pulled it. I wanted to pull it back. Pushed away all of my love interests, basically. Or I always end up pushing them all away. And then the moment I feel like I start to lose control, I try to pull back. When people try to talk to me, I push them away. The moment I feel like I can't reach them, all I want to do is pull them back. And all I want to do is just apologize for it and make up for it. I could I could sit here or, you know, I could wake up tomorrow and feel insanely remorseful. And I could talk to my mom the moment I, I wake up tomorrow for like 10 minutes and just apologize about the fact that I've been a shitty person the last two weeks. I've been this insanely gloomy clown. I know she's seen it on my face because I can tell the way that she's been talking to me different. You know, I can see it. I can feel it like. I haven't been able to hide it properly and it's starting. I, I hope it's not taking a toll on her, but like, you know, I can sit here and say, you know, I apologize for that. I can do it for five, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Just go over all the instances in the last week or two. Just apologize for lack of energy. Cause I see that she's trying to, you know, I, I believe she can see that the spark in my eyes has been quite gone lately and I can do all that. And then I could go sit down into this room, start working for a couple hours. She can come in and tell me about how something that she did that day wasn't going according to plan. And I'm willing to bet you my first thought is, why are you bothering me? And that's the part that truly fucks me up. And that's the part that I'm really trying to learn how to deal with because it's not fair And it doesn't make sense. And the fact that I understand that it's not even fair to do to people makes you want to push them away even further. Because on one hand, I feel like I should try to sit here and learn and understand how to be with people, how to be around someone, how to truly love someone the way I say I love them solo. I don't want to hurt people in the process and use them as little guinea pigs. But on the other hand, I feel as if I probably will never learn how to love someone without loving them. You know, life is a very volatile, very confusing playground for the mentally inept in which we're all mentally inept at some point when it comes to dealing with life, to be honest. It's uh, it's a confusing place to try to just be a person, I guess. And especially with interpersonal relationships. But I think with everything in life, you can't really. Yeah, with everything in life, you can't learn how to do something without getting into it. Everyone that's proficient in something will quite honestly tell you that. Like the first thing that comes to mind is uh. My brain is going to say Dr. Dre, but I don't believe it's him. But I know, like, I remember seeing this, like, one quote from, like, a produ- from like a hip-hop rap producer where 
someone like someone asked him about the idea of like studying beats and all that and he kind of he kind of just laughed and chuckled at it so the interviewer kind of pushed him on it was just like what are you like what are you laughing about and he mentioned it was just like your four thousand hours of study your four thousand hours of studying isn't going to trump my four thousand hours of practice basically like you can study something in life as much as you want and try to you know diagram it dissect it understand it to the best of quite honestly the human possibility without actually being in the mix of it or the mix of it the mist of it blended those two words together excuse me but you know moving forward you can you can sit there and idolize it as much as you want there seems to be one common sentiment in life which is you don't understand something you can't do it well until you do it and i guess that's my next big challenge in life is figuring out what can i do to do what i love while i'm actually doing it because i have run away from every single thing that has interested me in the last six seven eight nine years i have spent a majority damn near half my life running away from everything that shows me love and everything that i show love to and you know at some point you gotta just realize what you're doing isn't fucking correct to be honest like i clearly i'm doing something wrong here and I guess at least to bring it back to an interpersonal sense, because I think this is the part, this is the point I really want to end out on is I guess my biggest fear with trying to figure it out interpersonally is the fact that there's someone else involved because I don't mind hurting myself in this regard. I don't mind sitting here and trying to spend all this time dealing with the fact that I, you know, I have really, I have poor self-esteem and a, lack of ego at times or anything like that i can sit there and that's my issue i can sit there and i can deal with it and i can find minuscule help without directing the focus to the issue if i need it but if i want to learn how to love somebody i need somebody who is willing to understand the fact that i guess i don't know how to love people someone has to be willing to put up with my flaws until i fix them and i guess i'm terrified about the fact that no one will really want to deal with that i've been i would like to believe i've been willing to deal with anyone else's flaws because i don't believe their flaws make or break them some of them are some flaws are interesting and you know it's important to bond through any means. It's not, the flaws aren't anything to really focus on. So, you know, with every person I have talked to before, I always love to talk to them about their flaws, their thoughts, their, or excuse me, perceived flaws. You know, you know, I want to, I want to know them, you know, that's, I think that's the point of being in a relationship, no, of any sort of friendship or you know, an actual romantic interest. I like to 
you know, just talk to them, get to know who they are as a person. Like I always want to do that shit for people because I'm, I'm always interested. I want to know if I can help. And, you know, it's just, just feels good to just be around someone that, you know, but I guess I don't really, I don't allow other people the same opportunity. I guess I really, I really would rather someone talk about themselves for 10 hours before I have to look them in the eyes and speak about myself for 10 minutes because I don't know what it is, but I just get anxious, afraid, and then I get cold and distant. And then I turn it all into shit. It's a, it's a, it's a weird circle. It's kind of a, it's kind of a weird circle to be in to be honest it's kind of fucked (laughs) i'm not gonna lie it's actually it's actually a pretty fucked situation to be in i'm happy i've been able to spend this time to actually think about it out loud though because now it i feel like i'm i feel like i'm free in a sense i spent the last three to five days i've been having headaches and migraines because i've been thinking so hard that I've been stressing myself out. It was always on that same topic. I'm running away. I'm running away from something. I'm going to run away from something. I'm afraid of seeing this through, even though it makes me, you know, astonishingly interested. I want to pursue this, but I'm still slightly afraid about it. That's been destroying my mental lately. But I think I kind of fuck i mean i guess it always ends up back into this you know i just kind of i kind of just have to i have to do it Uh, i'm i'm not going to learn a different way i'm not going to get better in this regard now you know if some like again like with like art you know some things have external reasonings which is why it can be delayed like i can still apply i can if, if i'm not mistaken I still have five years, maybe four or five years where I can just reapply to college, to the same college. And I'm basically guaranteed acceptance. Like, you know, so in that case, I can, that was, I could just call that a delay because it wasn't the right time. And it isn't, I'm still not financially in the right position to go to such a a school that costs that much. But to run away from the idea of making art in itself, the idea of running away from people that I love and people that I want to love and people I want to stay around, it doesn't make sense because running away from them isn't really going to help me um, learn anything. It will protect me, I guess, quote, if anything, it protects me from the exact feelings I yearn for. I guess that's the best way to put it. If I run away, yeah, I'm pretty protected. Protected from every single thing in life that I actually want. Not the things that I'm attuned to currently. I'm pretty attuned to doing odd jobs, to doing what I want when I want it, to do things for myself. I'm pretty protected from the things I actually want, which is to be confident in my work, to do the things that I want to do, to do things I want to do for someone that I love, to love someone and to be loved. 
pretty protected from that right now. So, yeah, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I just got to do that shit. You know, it's not. It makes sense when you believe that being alone is your best company, right? Because sometimes you do need a moment to just sit there, be there by yourself, isolate. You know, probably know some of your situations better than others. But nonetheless, you know, still it's good to have people around you. It's good to have people around you. It's good to have interests, hobbies, passions. Chase it until the world ends. It doesn't matter, you know. If it's an interest, hobby, or passion, chances are it probably just makes you happy to do it in the first place, let alone any external goals afterwards. If you want more, get more, but it's not like you should really need it if it's a hobby or an interest, you know, it serves a purpose. It serves a purpose, but regardless if you have an end goal, you should really just kind of go for the end goal and go for it relentlessly quite honestly because i've been having a big issue lately where i've been like not interested in playing games and i'm really close to finally committing back to just drawing 24 7 and trying to get back to that creative mind flow as opposed to playing games because playing games is satisfying to an extent especially when it's playing with friends but like some of the drawings I've made, some the symbolism in them and symbolism, the meaning, just seeing the completed work. You know, it's this one piece in my, this one piece I have in mind that is, I guess, technically inappropriately create, um, named Drowning because it was a remake or a, a reconcept I don't know what returning to a concept of an art piece I made a while ago. It was a college prompt that I had. I would look at, I look at it now and I realize I can do a lot better with it, quite honestly. But I think about like what it means to me and how much time I spent when I made it and how I felt when I made it. And I look back on it, not just through the lens of when it was finally finished and my hands stopped cramping, but I think about it like, you know, how it makes me feel now and what it represents. And even though it's a sad art piece because it um, tackles the idea of losing a friend, it makes me insanely happy to see because that was a moment where I really put everything I had into me and I did not stop for any reason. The amount of sketches I made for that drawing was insane different coloring i i restarted that drawing four times had to have made eight ten different sketches different perspectives and character poses and oh don't get me started in fact i didn't know how to draw a body up until that um that drawing like you know i look back on it and i think that drawing is a symbol of a moment in life for me where i really gave it my all and that's something that i don't believe i've been doing too often lately and that's probably the source of why i feel so lost discontent angry and unsatisfied with many parts of my life so i guess i just need to keep looking for things that i really enjoy 
and think I found a lot of them. Maybe all of them. I just gotta keep going. <laughs> I just got. I just gotta keep going. That's that's it. I just. I just have to keep going. There's no other options. You know, if I give up on it, I still lose. As I, if I stop doing something, I lose as much as if I actually failed what I wanted to do. So, I really. It's no better option than to just kind of go with it. I just kind of sit there. <laughs> That's what it is to say. You know, pull myself by the bootstraps and tell myself to don't run away. <laughs>